Welcome, Dice Eaters, to the first episode of Eat My Dice, an actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I'm your Dungeon Master, Rachel, and these are my three lovely friends, Freya, our Editor-in-Chief. Playing Antonia of Stormguard, Half-Orc, Tempest Domain Cleric, and Wild Magic Sorcerer. Jay. Playing Sir Bramley Hemeris, an Asmar Bear Totem Barbarian. And Thery. Playing Rami Sinha, a half-elf, psionic soul sorcerer and monk. We're so excited to share the first episode of Eat My Dice with you. As complete amateurs to podcasting and full-time uni students, it took us a little while to get everything set up, but it's finally here. Thank you all so much for your patience and support. We really appreciate it. We here at Eat My Dice would like to express our continued support for the Black Lives Matter movement by shouting out a different BLM charity in each episode. This episode, it's me. Rachel, who has the pleasure of telling you about a charity with an incredibly important cause called Black Minds Matter. Black Minds Matter is a UK-based charity focused on supporting members of the black community struggling with their mental health in general, but particularly in this incredibly difficult time in the wake of widespread racial violence and COVID-19. They have a GoFundMe page where you can donate and the money will go towards linking black families and individuals with black therapists and to provide free professional mental health services for those in need across the UK. Please take a moment to check out their site blackmindsmatteruk.com for more information and updates on their activities. All right, without further ado, let us enter the world of Rihanna. This is super exciting. We immediately get banned uh, because we said hello. <laughs> we get kicked out of our own podcast. I have a topic to put into uh, consideration for our like intro. Oh yeah, the, this I as soon as you said dice eaters, I was like, well, that was the first thought I had. I don't know how we well, feel about that. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if we're gonna start like a, a sort of a Tide Pod style trend where people just oh, ingest. What if we get sued because we've called our podcast <laughs> "Eat My Dice" and somebody actually does? Please do not actually eat your dice. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want to. I would not. No! no, no, no. We're gonna get sued. We're gonna get sued and. I won't represent any of you. <laughs> I, Understandable. That's cold, Easy. man. That's cold, bro. <laughs> okay. Is everyone ready? Is everyone ready? Then we shall begin. This is not how I'm going to start every episode. That's really <laughs> I wish you would. I wish okay. you would. Like a, it's like a bedtime story. BB's <laughs> bedtime story, yeah. yeah. Okay. Is everyone sitting comfortably? Dusk trips into evening, and evening catches it with a practiced, steadying hand, as it is wont to do. The sky is luridly red with it, the pink clouds reclining low and long and languid. Lovers, twisted in silken sheets, rampant on the field of crimson, a royal banner crest, testament to the day's end. The air is cool and heavy, thick with the suggestion of past rainfall. Red sky promises no such encore for tomorrow. We chance upon our three heroes, thrown together by something, a vague force, something less than fate, but more than chance. All three of our heroes came to work as operatives for the Hyperion Operative Nexus for Espionage and Diplomacy, or, as it is known more colloquially, honed the Department of Galactic Diplomacy's worst secret. Though some might query the ethics of using espionage to maintain peace, 
The Intergalactic Relations Ministry has achieved such remarkable results with the program in keeping the peace that the Hyperion Galactic Administration would never dream of abolishing it. But I digress. I bore you, I fear. Enough about the administration. The story is about the people. What was I saying about red skies? Oh, yes. On this cool evening, we enter the Port of Pearl, the sea foaming and frothing, blue, green, jade, and white at its edge, the tang of sharp salt and iron in the air. The docks are busy, thrumming with activity, merchant ships with great billowing sails of silk and white, and looming dark figureheads of dragons and deities crest serenely into the bay. Precious cargo of spices and silks are unloaded by dark silhouetted figures, wiping sweat from their foreheads with the crook of an arm. Fishermen haul in their nets, the darkening sea lapping gently at their calves. Dusk fades into evening, and evening tiptoes into night so softly as if it is loath to wake a single sweetly slumbering soul. Our tapestried legend unfurls. Our glittering tale begins, as many of its type do, in a not so glittering tavern. All three of you were told to meet the fourth member of your honed unit here in a little basement room of the Silvered Finn. The obvious clinking of armour accompanies the movements of the first individual as she makes her way down the narrow basement corridor of the tavern, the meeting point. The dim lamplight catches on his icy armour, pale blue hair, a faded pink strip of silk wrapped tightly around a pauldron. A silvery, frosty greatsword is sheathed across her back. A determined set to her jaw and an assured, confident step belies the presence of an accomplished fighter. Jay, would you like to describe your character for us? Give us her full name, class, race, and what she's thinking and feeling right now. Boy fucking howdy, would I love to describe <laughs> her for you. Uh, she uh, is known as Subramley Hemeris. Um, her full title, uh, leaving out maybe a little bit of spoilers right now, is Sir Bramley of House Hemeris, Knight of the Arctic Circle, Defender of the Realm of Valenspire. Um, she's uh, probably about six feet tall. Um, she's, she's, she's pretty buff. She's pretty buff, guys. Uh, she's a himbo, and we love her. Um, Hot boy! Hot boy! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> um, she's got... Um, uh, blue kind of uh, cropped bob hair um, and she's got some sick ass piercings she's pretty cool she's pretty sick what class and race is she can you remind us uh, she is an asthma bear totem barbarian what's she thinking about and feeling right now do you think uh, she's pretty apprehensive um, but there's an air of uh, finality to her actions like she knows that the events that are about to start playing out will be the end to what is essentially the story of her life. Ooh. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. So, or, or this chapter, at least. Hopefully this chapter. I'd rather you didn't die just immediately. <laughs> TPK, <laughs> session one. Thanks for listening to Eat My Dice. Uh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> There's no more. <laughs> you open the door and I one-shot kill you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're in the basement of this tavern, the Silvered Fin, and there's only one door um, at the end of this corridor, and you approach it. Um, what do you want to do? Um, she approaches the door uh, cautiously with steady footsteps and knocks three times. No response. She kind of, like, looks around, confused. This is... This is the place that we were supposed to meet? No response. Okay, she's like, fine. Um, fleeter than the swallow flies. Nothing. Nada. Okay, well, fuck. <laughs> what would you like to do? Um, can she roll an investigation check? You may check? roll an investigation check. Fucking excellent. 
as a 17. Plus minus one. That's alright, that's still a good investigation check. What are you trying to do? Um, she's trying to discern if, you know, she has the right door, first and foremost. And, you know, if there's anyone actually behind the door to be answering. Okay, cool. You, um, you're pretty sure this is the right door because... Uh, you were told to meet in the basement. There's only one door in the basement. There's only one room in the basement. So you're fairly sure that this is the right door. Um, you get down onto the floor and kind of like look underneath, uh, sort of underneath the door, the, at the crack at the bottom, the kind of uh, slat at the bottom. And you can't see too much, but it doesn't, you can't hear anything from inside the room. You can try the door handle. Um, it swings open. Uh, so like, fuck's sake. The door swings open to a small dark bedchamber, lit only by bluish moonlight, and a sim- and it has a simple bed, some dark wooden chairs, a small desk, a wardrobe, uh, and a wash basin, and it is entirely empty. Do you want to make an investigation check for me? I would love to. <laughs> That's a three. You can make it with advantage. Fuck yeah. That's a three. Oh no. <laughs> um, even, oh no. Uh, okay, one, even... so they're both a two. Oh, that is, that is, that is delightful. Um, I'm so sorry. Well, okay. Well, you even dies. (laughs) Bram trips over the chamber pot and perishes, covered in piss. She's covered in piss. (laughs) (laughs) I can see we got onto a very good start. A piss covered demise. Um, (laughs) The only way to go. The only way to go. Swifter than a what demise? Piss covered. Oh, silent, silent. No, piss covered. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's a quick a quick and silent but piss covered yeah. demise <laughs> oh no the worst can't be that silent you're wearing play armour <laughs> it seeps between the play armour clank just clank just clanking and covered in piss alright honey that's just Awful. a regular Tuesday Truly night honey. E- even, even with a very very low investigation check um, you can see what's on the desk which is uh Piss. A a bottle of what looks like maybe it's piss. <laughs> it's a bottle of piss. You win. It's a bottle of piss. Congratulations. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. You see a bottle of piss oh, on the desk, <laughs> and it, <laughs> is it piss or is it orange squash? It, that's the age-old question, isn't it? <laughs> With a two investigation check, you don't. Yeah, know. you're not sure. You'll have to. You'll have to. You'll have to lick it and see. <laughs> <laughs> take a sip and take your chances. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is bad. I've never heard of this version of Russian roulette, but uh <laughs> let me go first. <laughs> I'm crying. I I knew you would do this and this is exactly why I let you go first. <laughs> okay. So Okay, what's in the bottle, honey? It looks like red wine. Um, to you. There's also um, okay. a few uh, a few glasses, um, simple crystal glasses, uh, a, a waxy stump of a half-burned candle. How many glasses are there? Uh, there's four. Four, okay. Makes sense, makes sense. Wax, waxy stump of a half-burned candle. There is also a pin pushed into the wood of, a, of the desk and there's a note uh, that says, sorry, and... It just says sorry. Yeah, that's... That's what you see. Yeah, you just see a note that says sorry. God, that's all. Okay. It's yeah. Okay. Almost. And there's also there's there's one more thing. There's a small black cube. Uh, it looks like kind of the locks you have on on luggage, the kind with the rotating, um, oh, little you know the ones that with the rotating the numbers, but it doesn't have numbers on it. It looks combination. Yeah, it has symbols on it, but I think on a three investigation, you can't see what the symbols are. It's quite dark, Brandy and you're just I mean glasses. Yeah, you're short-sighted. You're short-sighted now? One bad roll. Like, <laughs> I don't think being able to hit anything with your greatsword. Your depth perception is terrible. Alright, well, is there anything you'd like to do as you wait for your companions? Um, I feel like there's nothing else to do but wait. 
you know, she's 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 pretty good at she's pretty patient. She's been she's been um, she's very practiced in the art of waiting. So she takes a seat on the bed and you know waits. Okay, all right. Yeah, you sit down on the bed and wait. Uh, do you shut the door behind you? Yes, I feel like she does. Okay, all right. You shut the door behind you. Okay. The second individual who approaches has a markedly quieter step and a shorter, less certain stride than the first. As the lamplight catches him, it glances prettily off of deep brown skin, makes a pale golden halo of his hair, turns the gauzy orange colour of his robe into hazy, flickering flames. He thrums with a sort of quiet magic, an understated power. The amber orb of the whitewood staff he grips glows softly, almost subconsciously, throbbing gently as if with his heartbeat. As you approach the door, you play with the edge of your incredibly well-thumbed copy of your Department of Diplomacy HR handbook. You've read this thing front to back in preparation for this. You've never been an operative before, and you imagine that your unit is going to be composed of jaded and competent individuals, and you want to make a good impression. You're going to go right in with the mandated HR suggestions for new colleagues with a healthy side of charm. In your head, you remember the three C's for good co-worker relationships communication, cooperation, and consideration. You're going to do all three so well, they're not going to know what hit them. Wow, they're going to say, where'd they get this guy? And then you're all going to laugh and it's all going to be fine. You take a deep breath and take a moment to center yourself, screwing your eyes shut and reciting the communications guideline in your head for a moment. Barry, would you like to describe your character for us? Once again, full name, class, race, and what he's thinking and feeling right now. Hello, yes, this is uh, Rami Sinha. He is a uh, psionic soul sorcerer and monk, and he is a half-elf, half-sun elf, in fact, um, as per his golden uh, attire. And also um, he's got sort of golden-coloured hair that comes just below his shoulders, uh, down towards his chest, um, and, it, you know, very neatly combed. He, he's dressed very well. He, he is pres- his presentation is uh, um, one of great... Uh, uh, you know, uh, organization, and uh, he exudes an energy of uh, uh, perhaps he's slightly nervous, but uh, very prepared and and very um, confidently prepared. Um, he's he's been waiting a long time for this, in fact. So this is a, it's it's a good day for him, and he thinks that uh, he'll be all right. Uh, he just has to follow the guidelines, um, and uh, supposedly someone will tell him what to do. I'm imagining. Um, so he's going to step forward and give three firm knocks on the door. Okay. And uh, after that, he's going to say this. <clears throat> Fleeter than the swallow flies. And then he's going to wait. Uh, Bram, Bram hears the knocks on the door and on the other side and she kind of she kind of like tries to, she's not very smart. She uh, She's kind of trying to remember what she's supposed to say to her and then she's kind of like, aha! And she kind of uh, tentatively calls out, uh, silent as a quick demise. And then opens the door. Perfect. Hello, uh, good Good evening. Uh, are, are you here for the, uh, the, 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 the meeting that uh, meeting? we've been yep. called to? Um, Teamwork makes the dream work, I, I guess. And she kind of like backs up and sweeps her arm and, you know, in a, like an inviting gesture, like, uh, come on in. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, uh, my, my name is my name is Rami Sinha. I'm uh, here. Uh, I'm, I'm a sorcerer and, and monk, but uh, that's sort of beside the point. Uh, what's your name? Uh, he reaches out his hand to uh, towards her in, in an inviting she, gesture. She kind of clasps uh, um, his hand with hers and, you know, in a like a warm, encompassing like handshake, very firm, you know, maybe a little bit too firm. She's a bit, she's a bit of a himbo. And she replies, uh, oh, I'm uh, Sir Bramley Hammeris. It's lovely to meet you. Uh, I mean... Yes, lovely to meet you too. <laughs> I mean, I, I checked out the rest of the room, but I, you know, I didn't really see anything worth noting. Uh, I was the first one here. Oh, you're not in charge? No. I, are you not in charge? I, I'm not in charge, no. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, there's a there's a, a fun little lockbox on the table. Uh, that's... All right. I mean, we got some wine. We can break open the wine. Okay, um... Well, uh, 
I'm not much of a drinker, but uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, I'm sure to to you know it's not mine. So go ahead if you. Anyway, um, I suppose we'd ought to, uh, I, because I have, uh, in, in my handbook, it, well, it, 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 kind of the letter that I got sort of suggested that we, we just have to wait, uh, for, for someone to sort of tell us what, what we might be doing, um, uh, and meet our other, our other two colleagues, presumably one of whom will be in charge, I'm sure, I think. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I like to think that I'm excellent at waiting, so... I guess yes, nothing uh, else we can do. Yes, no, no, no. That's fine. Um, you, I, your armor is very impressive. Uh, she kind of looks. That where where did you get it? Oh, um. Uh, well, I'm. Uh, I'm one of the protecting knights of uh, Valenspire, so. Uh, oh, you're not. The armor. Oh, uh, that yeah. is fantastic. Really. Yeah. <laughs> I never, I never, I never thought I would meet one of the Knights of Valenspire in person. Oh, she, uh, she kind of like takes like a, a very juddery like inhale and kind of like shrinks in on herself a little bit. And she's like, well, uh, there's not really many of us uh, left, so the odds aren't really in your favour. Well, well, Sir Bram, it is my greatest honour. And he gives you a short bow. Um... It's, oh. it's so wonderful to know that we're going to be working together. She, That's she, she blushes. Quite exciting, in fact. Her, her, like, her cheeks are, like, really pink at the moment, and she kind of, like, ducks her head. Like, she's, like, trying to, like, curl in on herself, and she's like, Oh, um, it's, it's wonderful to meet you. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to enjoy working with you. I just know it. Yes, I get the same feeling. Uh, well, I, I suppose we can just take a, a sit down here I, I um are there any are there any chairs in the room yeah there are there are two chairs and there's the, there's the bed that you could sit on perfect um well i can i i can see that there are some chairs over here and uh Rami gestures um so perhaps we could take a seat um sure i mean I'll, and she just kind of gets up and she closes the door again she goes um well i'm sure it says in your funnel handbook what we should be doing um Yes, it, it said very clearly that, that we would all meet here together um, and the, the phrase that we ought to say, which you remembered, so that, that's, that's perfectly well so far, I think. Amazing. Okay. Rami, would you, do you want to make an investigation check or are you just chilling? I think he'll take a quick look around. Uh, very very okay. sort of... Uh, he's going to be very sort of... Um, cursory. Cursory, that's the word. Okay, uh, so that is 12, so not too bad. A 12. Uh, yeah, you kind of, you look around as well. Um, on, on a 12, you kind of notice that the, the bed, uh, the linens have been rumpled, as if someone was here, but is no longer here. Does it look as though somebody's actually slept in the bed? Uh, I think you could assume that. Yeah, it looks like someone was here at some point but has left. Um, and you look at uh, the note on the desk. It looks like it might have something written on the other side besides sorry. Okay, um, am I allowed to turn it over? You may turn it over. Um, you turn the note over and you can't read it. It looks like absolute gibberish to you. Okay. Okay. All right, so uh, are you guys just going to sit and Yeah, we'll just sit and make small talk, I'm sure. You seem to have got on, like, a house on fire. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the moonlight streams in through the window. It's quite quiet in the village as you sit and wait for not too long before you hear a third set of footsteps come down the corridor. The third and last figure is neither particularly loud nor quiet as she makes her way down the narrow corridor, her boots clicking against the stone floor perceptibly but not ostentatiously. A deep red coat, high-collared and rakish, flares around her as she strides, her short, artfully tousled hair peeking out from underneath a tricorn hat of the same colour. As she walks, the light glints off her incredibly sharp, fine, transparent blue cutlass, its crescent shape gleaming distinctly. Up until now, 
you haven't been having a super good time. Um, due to due to the strict rules regarding technology, you were forced to land your precious spacecraft on the neighboring continent of Tirithan and catch a crowded ferry over to Riyama. So it's been three weeks of lonely space travel. Even with incredibly advanced technology, this planet is on the outermost edge of Hyperion, which is incredibly vast. You don't remember the last time you properly spoke out loud to someone that wasn't yourself or your pet fish, or the last time you took a shower that wasn't wet wipes and splashing your face with water. Your craft is a speedy, nippy little thing. It wasn't exactly built to be lived on for extended periods of time. And worst of all, during these long stretches of being alone, you feel the absence of your crew all the more keenly. Freya, would you like to describe your character for us? Once again, full name, class, race, and what she's thinking and feeling right now. Yes, I am Antonia of Stormguard, half-orc, Tempest Domain cleric, and wild magic sorcerer. Uh, she's really fucking cool, and I'm not, but <laughs> she's very cool. Uh, I think, I think she's, uh, uh, I think she's fairly confident. She's done this kind of thing before, sort of. Not quite to this, uh, kind of cloak and dagger style, turning up at a basement and whispering code words or whatever, but she's done similar stuff. So she knocks on the door, she says, uh, uh, <coughs> fleeter than the swallow flies? Is that, is that in here? Uh, Rami is going to gesture towards Bram and go, uh, after you. You did it so well last time. Bram just kind of looks like, uh, why? Okay, I guess, uh, I, okay, cool. And she kind of, like, looks back towards the door and calls, uh, silent as a quick demise. And then puts her, her arm on the doorknob, pulls the door open kind of cautiously, and peers through the crack. Antonia waves. She's like, hi, is this, is this the meeting, the meeting thing that we're supposed to be doing? Uh, the, uh, the honed meeting? Yeah, yeah, that one. That, that one, yes. Yeah. And Bram kind of, like, lights up in a smile. She's like, of course, yeah, come on in. And she kind of uh, gestures, like, sweepingly to the rest of the room and opens the door. Rami stands up from his chair and uh, makes his way over to um, Antonia. And again, he holds out his hand saying, uh, Hi, my name is Rami Sinha. How, how are you? Uh, I'm good, thank you. Nice to meet you. Uh, my, my name's Antonia. And she kind of points at Bram. She's like, Who are you? Hi. Uh, Bramley <laughs> kind of smiles warmly and kind of like takes her like hand in like a handshake gesture and like claps her other hand on top of... Um, Antonia's other, uh, Antonia's hand that she's shaking goes, I'm Sir Bramley Hammeris. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. You guys seem great. Uh, are we still, we're still waiting for one? I, I believe so, yes. I, I think there were meant to be four. I mean, there are four wine glasses, so I assume that, you know, someone else is showing up. Yes. That would make sense. Have you come far? Uh, you, you could say that. You could definitely say that. Definitely gone a while. A while. Yes. A bit of a, a bit of a trip. Well, I, uh, I hope, I hope you find yourself comfortably here. Thank you. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. <laughs> Bramley kind of looks around the bedroom and she goes, "You're not talking about this specific room, are you?" But not. Uh, well, I, 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 I meant more rearm in general, but uh, yeah. I mean there are certainly, there, are, there are things to be to be found in this room, of course. Um, yeah. uh, I, I, I wonder, uh, perhaps. Well, well, it's just that I, I I'm fairly new to honed. Uh, I, I, I'm not really sure whether somebody's meant to be in charge around here. Um, you would think that. Yeah. Do you guys come far? You done much traveling? Oh, uh, yes. My my home planet is um some way away, um, but uh. It's it's not too difficult. I can I can go back to visit my family when I please, which is um, quite convenient. Um, it's good. Uh, I, I have a large family, lots of birthdays, uh, big celebrations uh, when the when the solstice comes around. I tell you that. Um, so, yes, it's a it's it's not too bad. But I, I I didn't want to take a job that was too far away from my home. Any, anyway, that's it's not enough about me. Uh, tell me tell me about yourself, Antonio. Um, well, normally, I have a spaceship with me. Unfortunately, those aren't allowed here, so that sucks. Just quite a bit. Oh. Just, just quite a bit. Mm, that is quite unfortunate. That's probably the most exciting 
the, the most exciting stuff. I normally have a spaceship. I... Do you have a crew? Uh, kinda, no. Kinda, no. Oh. What, what do you mean? It's, it's a small craft. It's a very small craft. It's just me. It's not really made for staying on, but, you know, long trips kind of tend to require you to stay regardless. I'm not about to just throw myself into the void of space, so, you know. Hmm. Sometimes, sometimes it feels like that. Yeah, but... well, you know. At least not today. <laughs> what can you do? What can you do? Okay. So, uh, Antonia, do you, what would you like to do? I think Antonia's kind of going to have a bit of a poke around. Uh, she's not going to look super in detail, but there's a load of stuff on the desk that looks interesting. Uh, yeah, so you're not going to examine anything? You're just going to, like, look? I think I'm just going to go over and kind of poke around. Okay. All right, you can roll with advantage then. So that's either a 7 or a 10. So I'll go for that 10. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that you gave yourself the option. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um... Well, Rami, have you left the note on the desk, the one that you turned over? Yes, I did. I, yeah, I left it there. Okay, Antonia, you can read this note. It's Hell in yeah. Seagrasp shorthand. Can I ask a quick question uh, at our DM? Yes. This shorthand, does it look like uh, Russian doctor shorthand? This is a very important question. Nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's your lot. Because I am all about that shit. It's just squiggles. It's quite... You know, it's quite complex. It looks like it's definitely an established writing system to the other two of you. Antonia, you know that this is what they use in Seagrasp Crescent to communicate, often amongst uh, pirates and criminals, which it's me you would know about. <laughs> okay, I think Antonia's gonna read the note while still poking around a bit. So you start you start scanning this uh, note. There's also the. The little etched pictures on on the lock are very, very detailed. They're very small and very detailed. I think I will let one of you roll another investigation check if you'd like to look at them in more detail. Baby, Bram has a minus one. I was going to say, uh, Rami's is plus five with all the Shit. modifiers. Yep. Oh, yeah, wow. Dude. No wonder he got on this, uh, this honed journey with us. That's pretty good because I, I rolled a 19, so that makes 24. Oh, yeah. Shit. 24, wow. Yep. Okay. Rami, uh, with your investigation check, mm -hmm. you look closer at this. So it has these incredibly detailed little drawings on each of the uh, on each of the locks. Um, one of them looks like a very, very detailed skull. Another one is three ships uh, with some kind of crest on their sails. Uh, one of them looks like a foot that is uh, sinking into sand. Um, another is uh, a, a mouth with uh, the tongue removed and etched next to it. Uh, and there's a very, very detailed drawing of um, a fly, looks like a blue bottle. And also a very, you don't really know what it is. You can roll a medicine check to work out what the last one is if you would like. Does that mean that it's like a, a herb, like a medicinal okay. herb or something? I, yeah, I'll roll a medicine check. It looks like an anatomical diagram. Oh shit, is it just a dick? Yeah, it's a dick. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> uh, uh, that's, yeah, that's gonna be seven, uh, so I don't think Rami's gonna know. Okay. It looks like two sort of squiggly lines next to each other. Two dicks? Yes. You would need a medicine check to work out what two dicks look like. <laughs> <laughs> um, Freya, if you want Rami, if uh, you want to take a look at this specific uh, symbol and Rami showing it to you, so it's an anatomical symbol, I will let you roll with advantage since you are the ship's doctor and a cleric. I am incredibly good at medicines. Well, it's I too late. I've already written on my note sheet, dick. So. Did you say medicine? Did you say medicine check? Yeah, medicine check. Radical. Well, I got a nat one and a fucking seven, so that comes to a twelve. Okay, I think with a twelve, you can you can work out that this is um, an esophagus. So, yeah, so that's that's what's on this little box. Cool. So uh, I think Antonia kind of looks at that. She kind of glances up from reading this note and says, "Oh, that's an esophagus." 
No, the bone parts. Thank you um, for letting me know. I don't parts. <laughs> the bone parts. The esophagus is not a bone. I I love I love this I love this accomplished doctor. <laughs> She's very good. She just doesn't know the words. She doesn't need to know the words. She just knows how to fix them. I don't think that's a very good basis for a doctor. She's a, she's not a doctor. She's just a ship's doctor. She's a medic. She's you mean you mean a shit doctor? I don't believe this man has ever gone to medical school. <laughs> this man has never been to medical school. And by this man I mean Antonia. You can you can you can cure scurvy and nothing else. Antonia <laughs> ship's doctor. Antonia has never been to medical school, but she does have cure wounds and also a healing word, so she doesn't need to. Just healing worms. Magic at all. Magic. I wish it was healing worms. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think worms could heal me. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Right. So as everyone uh, someone was writing down those, right? Oh I wrote it down. I wrote dick, tongue removed, sandy foot, and fly. And I drew a snail. <laughs> <laughs> The snail's unrelated, but it, the list was sad. <laughs> I, I love this vigilant note-taking. I'm very Okay, impressed. I've actually taken notes okay, on the note that we got. <laughs> Not of the symbols, because I was busy reading the note. Yeah, so Antonia uh, kind of points at this esophagus and kind of goes back to reading the note for a second, and then she's like, Okay, cool. Uh, so this guy, this fourth person who's not here, uh... They've gone. They've left already. Apparently, there was something going on up in Sudrak. I think that's how you pronounce that. Sorry if it's not. Sudrak. Cool. Uh, something about a necromantic spike, which I believe is something to do with what we're here for anyway. Um, and he's, they've told us to go meet them. They've hired us a guide, and they say that before we get up there, we should probably have some kind of cover story because we're meeting them at a diplomacy summit, which is apparently just a fancy ball, but people talk about politics there. And um, also, there's no wine. The wine isn't wine, it's healing potions, which, like, good, but I wish it was wine. It would be cool if it was wine. The other thing that we that we need to solve this this lock thing, and then in the box there's some kind of other thing called mouth. Mouth oh. is an acronym. Okay. I don't know what it means, but apparently we were meant to do it. Oh, I see. Okay, uh, so we... oh, also we have a contact at this diplomacy summit thing, but we can deal with that when we get to it. Right. Uh, okay. So uh, I I have the the bo uh, the lock here. Um, it it has a number of symbols on it, as you can see. So we yeah, we should probably work on. In. Brown Work on the getting those over the other two. <laughs> I will remind you of the symbols again. Please there do. is excellent. Okay, there is a very detailed skull, a mouth with the tongue removed and etched next to it, three uh, ships with a crest on their sails. Freya, you would uh, recognize this as the crest of the Imperial Navy. Um, okay. There is uh, a foot sinking into sand, uh, the anatomical diagram of the esophagus, and uh, a very detailed picture of a uh, blue bottle fly. Okay. Uh, well, I was going right. to suggest, first and foremost, that it was... You have to put them in order of where they come in the body. Um, that would but, make sense. So, like, skull, mouth, esophagus, and then the foot at the end. But I can't seem to place... The Imperial Navy or the fly? Mm. Those are not parts of the body. Those aren't parts of the body. I mean, you never know. I, you could eat the fly. I've eaten I mean, fly I guess the day. fly could be wings. Some people have wings. Mm, Some people have true. wings. Yeah. What about the, the Imperial Ships, though. Navy? Can we just spin the dials? randomly until it opens is a question that i have okay do we want to put do we want to put the skull at the top mm. we could put the mm. the fly could be the sky and the boat the sea and if we put the sky at the top and the sea at the bottom and then put the person in the that, middle that 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 might work mm. uh it's worth a try i guess have we put it in order uh uh fly skull mouth esophagus foot ship Cool. Fuck. Do we hear any clicking at all? Like, 
God, Antonia just like holds it up to her ear. Cool, the foot's in the right Excellent. place. Excellent. You think so? We could just try swapping random ones until we find an order. That seems like a lot of time, con a, a, a very time consuming. That 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 could possibly go into the millions of potential combinations, Bram. Uh, well, not if we do them fast enough. We could, you know, spin true, until they huh? click. Antonia tries to spin them all around really quickly and she immediately drops it because she has minus one <laughs> X. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm. So the foot is in the right place. What could yeah, possibly I've... come after foot? Yeah, other than ship. I will remind you that there it's it's three ships. Plural. Three ships. That means a thing. What does three ships mean in the context of symbols? My point is that it, it is multiple ships. Multiple it ships. Multiple okay. Ships. Oh, is it how many things that we have on the body? No, that doesn't make any sense. How many ships do you have on the body? <laughs> how many holes does it have? Does an esophagus have one hole or two? Wait, it could be how many holes. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> how it, many holes does esophagus have? It could be how... Uh, um, you, you know how a, a foot has five toes? Oh. Does have five toes? Does have five toes? I, I don't know. Well, a skull, a, a skull is singular, but... Okay, so if there's three ships, can we put the, can we put the ships in the third position and see what oh, that maybe, does. yeah. Where where is the foot remind me where the foot is? Is that in the it, second four. to last. Yeah. Second to last. Yeah, so there are there are six styles and you've you've currently got foot in the fifth position. Yeah. Well the five five toes, you know? Five mm. toes. Five toes. Interesting. Should we put ship, okay. we put ships in the in the third bit? Yeah. Does it spell out like a story or something? Well that's what I was thinking. What what is the significance of a mouth with no tongue? You can't speak. No speak. No speak. You can't speak. You can't French. Shit, you right, bro. <laughs> Shit, you right. Rachel, please give us <sighs> give us a sweet sweet is, hint. What is multiple ships called? A fleet. A fleet. A fleet. Feet. Fleet. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Use your mouth to eat. <laughs> what does an esophagus do? Swallow. Oh fuck, it's the goddamn thing we said! It's the thing we said! <laughs> I hate you, Rachel! I hate you! <laughs> You're always going feet, foot, feet. <laughs> Silent as a quick demise! <laughs> fuck that. Okay, I'm right. Just saying so fucking feet so many times. God bless Rachel, you overestimated our intelligence yet again. <laughs> Not gonna lie, once I got it, it did feel good though. Oh, that was very, very entertaining to watch. <laughs> oh no, I think we're really... <laughs> Fantastic. That was very good. Well done, Rachel. Thank you. So, you click, as you click the last one, the skull into place. So, uh, does someone want to remind me of the order really quickly that you... Okay, um... The ships, the esophagus, the fly, the... What does that say? Mouth, foot, skull. Okay, right. So you put them into this order. As you turn the dials, they click into place. And the box begins to go glow softly with um, white light. And a voice begins to emanate from it. And the box says, Welcome to Mouth, the mobile operative unit training helper. The system is intended for in-field honed operatives without unit training. After your mouth session, please refer to the Human Resources Handbook for further advice on how to best effectively collaborate with your new honed colleagues. This iteration of the mouth training program is specific to field operatives deployed to Riyama. And then fog begins to fill the room. It swirls thick and white and all-encompassing. Um, and then you hear a voice say, Environment simulated, Nidfellian. You find yourself in an area of rainforest so utterly thick and dense that there's barely any light. 
The lush greenery surrounds you on all sides, a living cave, dark, glossy green and kissed with dew. You hear the occasional screeching call of a bird and the rustle of leaves, but nothing else other than your heart thrumming with anticipation, the blood rushing to your face and hands and your hair beginning to stick to your skin with the heat. It's that cloying, sticky sort of heat. Your ears pick it up before your eyes do. A soft, distant noise draws your attention from the thick undergrowth. Sort of a rhythmic tapping. You squint, straining even with your dark vision. And then it comes again. The skittering tap, tap, tap. Of what you know for certain now is too many limbs. And then you see them, finally. They're close enough for you to count them. One, two, three, four. Four pairs of gleaming, hungry eyes. Crawling out of the darkness towards you is an arachnophobe's nightmare. Long, spindly, twitching limbs, blacked, streaked with lurid green like racing stripes, void-like eyes, a bulbous abdomen. It regards you with its dark, empty eyes, almost curiously, and then begins scuttling towards you. Everybody roll initiative for me. Four. Okay. Uh, I got eight. I got 17 then. I got a 14. Bram, you are the first to act. Bram, being uh, the intelligent and gleaming knight that she is, uh, is going to try and gank it with her greatsword. Okay, that seems like a good course of action. Um, go ahead and roll an attack. Oh, yes, before I say anything, I'm going to go into a rage. Rage okay. can't throw me off on this one. No, okay. <laughs> now that she's in a rage, she gets a 17. Okay, so, to hit? Um, put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> I will. <laughs> put that put that in your put that in your web and spin it, honey. Put that in your web and spin it. That is fantastic. Okay, so uh go ahead and roll damage for me. I will. I will, I will, I will. So I get two D6 for my two-handed greatsword. That's a one. Mm-hmm. And that's a six. Nine total damage. Okay, right. And the minute the spider uh, sort of starts scuttling out of the, the darkness of the cave with uh, sort of moving uh, vines and, and wet leaves in its wake, uh, Bram immediately <laughs> rushes forward um, and you swing your your shining um, icy greatsword in in an arc and you bring it down on the spider and it um, yeah you pe you pierce through its its carapace quite easily um, and yeah you you manage to do it some si pretty significant damage overall Hell lovely yeah. right next up in the initiative order is um, the spider to, to give you some context you are all classed as uh, medium humanoids and the spider is a, is a large um, creature so it's bigger than you um, it's very very big and very scary it takes the, the hit from Bram um, and you see it kind of make like a kind of um, pathetic little noise um, but it, it quickly kind of like straightens itself out kind of like clicks all of its limbs back um, and begins to yes <laughs> that was that was beautiful thank you um and it scuttles forward and i think it is gonna take a cheeky bite attack at antonia oh fantastic get wrecked after all that's happened to me today <laughs> uh that's a 19 to hit yeah oh, you know handling enough okay. that does hit okay oh, um no. so this is bad Right, you take, uh, ah, uh, Don't like that sound. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you take nine piercing damage. I'm gonna need a constitution saving oh, throw. Antonio's gonna die right here immediately. <laughs> that's a 12 constitution plus two. So that's 14. Okay, yeah, no, you make that constitution saving throw, so you only take half damage. Oh, thank God. Uh, so you take four extra damage. Cool, Antonia's down. <laughs> Thanks so much. Why oh, would no. I mean she's got one hit point because I guess I have to use my relentless endurance thing here. So you see the spider um, scuttles towards you and it rears up, exposing uh, venom-tipped fangs, um, and it bites down on her abdomen kind of area, um, and 
Antonia, it's your turn. Antonia is, I guess, gonna have a healing potion. Rami is gonna, uh, he, he sort of sees Antonia take this, like, really substantial bite, and he just immediately grabs a potion and pushes it into her hands and kind of guides it up towards her mouth because she's not feeling too good, I, I would guess. Where the fangs, where the fangs of the uh, spider met your abdomen, there's this kind of like creeping black uh, venomous um, sort of stain spreading out there and kind of seeping into your clothes. So Antonia is also going to cast, I think, um, healing word on herself because, okay. you know, Go ahead and regain those hit points, baby. Okay, so you um you you take you take a moment to take a swig of the potion. You've got Rami um helping you, and you um press your hand to your abdomen, and a kind of like streak of like shimmering white magic comes out of it, and uh, kind of mingles with the black and saps some of it out of you. Um, and you begin feeling a little better, a bit less shitty on to Rami, whose turn it is next. So I'm first I'm going to cast uh, True Strike. Okay, right. Uh, what does that do? Uh, so that that is a, a spell that gives us an I- indication of uh, the target's defenses. Okay, so as you cast the spell, uh, for a second, um, the the spider comes into sort of like very clear focus for you and you sort, and it's it kind of, um, you see, uh, blue flames flickering across it um, and then you uh, so you kind of get the sense that the spider might have a particular weakness to fire damage and you snap out of it uh, Rami's going to turn to the both of you and just say um, it, it would appear that uh, there, there appears to be some weakness to fire damage uh, I, I have a couple of fire spells um I, I will charge them and use them. Next, it is Bram's turn, top of the order. Oh, baby, right. So Bram is gonna see the, the how just how much damage is being done to her compatriot, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh hell no. So she's gonna she's gonna gank the spider again with her greatsword. Okay, yeah, you you rush forward. One strand of golden sunlight pierces through the leaves and catches the glint of the angle of your sword as you run forward. Do you want to go ahead and roll an attack for me? So it's an eighteen. Okay, that 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 hits. Funnily enough, yes. So that's nine again. Nine total damage again. You um, rush forward and thrust your greatsword right up into sort of like the soft, um, kind of less protected underbelly of of the spider. And you see that it it makes a kind of like uh, whining noise and kind of like caves in on itself uh, a little bit. It's not, uh, it's it's not on death's door, but it's it's taken some pretty significant damage. It's taken 18 damage from you, so it's not looking too hot. And when you tug the sword out again, you, you see this kind of like black substance begin to spill from its abdomen and your sword is covered in this sort of like streaked black uh, liquid. Next is, uh, is the spider. Um, the spider. The spider, after, after you, you tug the sword out of its abdomen, it, it, its eyes kind of like narrow and it, it hisses at you. Um, and it is going to attack you, I think is a pretty fair. So 19 to hit. Fuck. So you take... Uh, nine piercing damage, and then can you go ahead and make a constitution saving throw for me, please? That's a two. So then on top of that, you take an extra eight damage. The spider scuttles forward, um, hissing at you, and it bears its fangs, uh, uh, that kind of black viscous liquid dripping from its abdomen, um, as leaving a trail behind it as it moves towards you. um, And it opens its maw and bites down on you, and for some, unlucky reason it manages to get between the gaps of where your uh, your half plate is um, and it bites down hard um, causing you to take causing you to take uh, poison damage and you feel that same kind of like black sluggish viscous liquid spreading its way throughout your system can I just say uh Rami is terrified <laughs> this creature not only just almost took down Antonia, but it almost took down Bram, who is a knight. Um, 
man. Rami's impression of Bram was one of great strength. Rami's gonna need to uh, meditate in a darkened room for <laughs> quite a long time after this. <laughs> so next it is Ram. Uh, no, Antonia's turn, sorry. It is indeed. Antonia's gonna. S I. She wasn't technically prone, but she was probably on the ground, considering. Yeah, she was probably it on the ground. Took yeah. out her abdomen. So she's gonna stand up. She's okay. gonna. She's pretty mad. She's gonna cost inflict wounds, because that's a lot of ne okay. necrotic damage that this spider deserves for nearly murdering her. Uh, I imagine she goes up, like, she's cast probably casting it with her sword, because it is a melee attack, so I think she just. She just stabs at it. That's a 19! That so hits. I like to think that hits yeah, quite that a bit. Hit. So that's uh hmm, just a just a a cheeky three d ten necrotic damage to this asshole spider. That's what you get for trying to murder Antonia, I guess. What can I say? So that's uh, two tens and an eight. So that's hmm, twenty eight damage to this spider. Uh, okay. So Antonia is pretty fucking mad. She gets up, she's like, look, this is bullshit. I've had a fucking nap. She takes her sword, slashes at the spider, and um, spits on it a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Finish this fool, yeah. yeah. Finish this she, fool. She slashes it in half and spits on its dead body. <laughs> yeah, you, Antonia, you, you're breathing ragged. The, the the dark stain of the of the spider's venom still um, spread across your abdomen. You rise up, sword in hand, and murder in your eyes. <laughs> you stat you stagger to your feet and almost almost lose your balance for a second, but you're you're on sure footing and your aim is sure as you make your way towards the spider. And did you say you wanted to cleave it in half? I want to cut it in half. <laughs> okay, you you raise your sword and. Uh, the, the, the light kind of shines through the the transparent um, blue crystal of it, creating sort of like blue fractals all around the spider and like uh, casting this kind of stained glass almost imagery across the room as you as you raise your sword and cleave the spider in half with a very, very strong swing. And the spider kind of uh, kind of teeters a little bit on its feet and then the it it does that kind of cartoonish thing where it like teeters a bit on its feet and then it falls in half <laughs> um, and it is oozing this like black liquid everywhere it sprays across your face all over your clothes but you have finished the spider as as oh. you as you cleave the spider you see um a flash of something blue kind of like tucked up into its um in it, and it's covered in the black. Well, I guess Antonia's gonna go spider diving then. <laughs> She's like, well, I'm glad that's dealt with. There's something in it. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go have a look at that. You guys can join me if you want. As, as you kind of like nudge it apart, you, you find this, uh, you find a very familiar sort of light blue fabric that's been kind of hidden inside it, uh, in its body, um, and you pull it out. And it's a flag. It's very, very gunky and gross, but it is it is the flag that That's you okay. were seeking. That's okay. is also very gunky and gross. <laughs> Which of um, you lot has prestidigitation? Rami has it. We, we cast prestidigitation on the has flag. It. Oh, yeah. That's smart. Rami is going to cast prestidigitation to yeah. clean it off, I guess. And also, as a matter of courtesy, he is going to clean Antonia as well. Oh. That's kind of him. Yeah, you see Rami, Rami kind of comes over and he, he creates this kind of like a uh, ball of like kind of uh, white, like shining kind of clean energy. It's a ball of Dettol. It's a ball of Dettol. <laughs> Silit bang. Silit bang. <laughs> is gone. Bang in the spider Hi, guts I'm are gone. Barry Scott. <laughs> oh God. I for one love how just constantly we're alienating any non-British viewers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, you you create this like ball of clean white energy and use it to kind of clean up uh, the flag and the spider. And you see that the flag uh, is its blue glow was kind of stifled by the like gunk on it. But it it once you've cleaned it up, it it glows. Is Antonia glowing as well? Antonia's Antonia's also glowing, but it's with your kind of like goldeny magic energy. Um, your clean golden Good. magic Good energy. It's what yeah. she deserves. I like to think that Antonia looks very sexy after killing the Antonia spider. Antonia looks very sexy after killing the spider. 
Um, you like the way that you got splattered with like the blood and stuff. It's in that very kind of like Lord of the Rings like battle worn way. Yeah. Like it wasn't in a gross way. Um, yeah, it was artful. It was artful. It was artful. Yes. Your breathing gradually returns to normal, and a thin line of sunlight breaks through the dense overhead canopy. The dizzying, oppressive humidity seems to ease up somewhat and as you stand here over the spider's lifeless remains the thick black substance oozing from it still the lurid green jungle retracts its hold on your mind and that is where we're going to end today's episode. 